Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly podcast in which we talk about the secrets behind living the life you've always dreamed of. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Corrine Casaza. Corrine is a best-selling author and writing mentor who helps heart-centered people write books. That work is the result of a career shift that happened after the life Corrine had been building came crashing down around her. But from that rubble, Corrine found her true calling, and it truly is a fascinating story. Welcome to the show, Corrine. Thanks, Ellen. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Okay, Corrine, welcome to the show. And I was hoping that we could start out by you telling our listeners a little bit about what your life was like back before things underwent a major shift. I worked for a couple of corporate companies last year. One was an education company. um, And at the point that I was not so happy with what I was doing, I realized that I was writing myself out of a job. I was writing um, some text to go from one program to another, and it was going to make my job obsolete. So I knew that, and I knew it was time to do something new. And um, another corporate company that I had worked with in the past that I liked very much came along. um, And so I did get laid off from the one job. I started the other job at I'll call it a big blue company, so you all know what that is. Um, And I was there loving my job. I had a six-month contract. Um, I had a team of writers around me. I really liked what I was doing. I was writing product information for their website. And four months in, they cut the funding for my job, and that was that. Oh, my goodness. And because we've already talked, so I kind of know your story. You know, you had, that was a pretty traumatic event, and then you had other things going on in your life all at the same time. Right. So I got laid off from basically two jobs, and then um, a month later, my dad passed away. And then a few months after that, my relationship ended. And so it was like a big identity crisis for me. Everything felt unstable, and I just thought, you know, what do I do if I don't do a corporate job? And who am I if I'm not my father's daughter? And what does it mean that I don't have this man in my life anymore that I love? So I was kind of like, okay, now what? Yeah, that's kind of horrifying. I guess in some ways freeing because then you can create anything. But how do you go from a place where you must have been in a lot of uh, turmoil to a place where you were ready to create something new? What was that process like? Well, it was very uncomfortable, right? But even even as I was uncomfortable, I knew just what you just said. I freed up a lot of energy to bring in something or some things that were in alignment with who I am now. And so I just had to look at it that way and know that something really good is coming. I just have to get to it. And um, about that time, I remembered it was almost two years ago, it was June of 2016, and I was in a meditation, and basically, like, this mission statement came into my head, and it was all about 
helping people get their stories out into the world in a way that the energy of their intention matched the energy of their words, uh, mm. which is something that, you know, I do for myself in my own writing. That's so interesting. And did you know right away that that was what you wanted to do? Or how did you know that was the path that you were, you know, wanting to shift to? So I've always done writing on the side. I mean, I've written um, three novels and a, and a nonfiction book, and I've had writing clients in the past. So I knew it was time to go back to that. And then <laughs> I saw a friend, I have a great friend who's uh, a medium, and she asked me, after my dad passed, she said, I would like to bring your dad in for you. But because I've known you for so long, we need to do it a little differently. So we did a meditation, and I could see pretty much everything that was going on. My parents were there. She's like, your big Italian family is in the background waving. And I could see all that. And at the end, she said to me, they had me cut all these ties at your feet, and it's about your career. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, you might want to go back to high tech. You might think about going back to high tech. You might even get back in high tech for a little bit, but it's not going to last. She said, you are supposed to work with people and help them and do your own writing. And she looked at me and she said, you know this. And so there, that mission statement is in the back of my head. And I'm just looking at her, like kind of nodding, like, oh boy, I guess I get to do this now. So yeah, it, it felt big and scary. And still I knew that it was the right thing to do because nothing else was falling into place. I, um, I looked for jobs for eight months and like she said, all those doors were just closed and I had the most interesting experiences. Like one interview was a three page long description of a writer and it was everything that I'd been doing. When I talked to the person, they were really enthused about my, my experience. And then they said, oh, but we need a graphics person to do what design, what you can do for writing. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is a three-page description about writing, but okay. So it's just odd stuff like that. Yeah. So that's an interesting story with your medium friend. Like, did she know what was going on with your life at the time, or did she just randomly tell you that? Well, not randomly, but did she just happen to tell you the thing about your career? Well, she knew, she knew what was going on, um, with my career. Um, so, but, and that's what came through. And I just said, I said, okay, universe, if you want me to do this work, pony up. And, and were you dealing with a lot of, um, I mean, there must've been a little bit of uncertainty or fear or were you able to jump right over that? No, I mean, there, there was a lot of uncertainty and fear, um, and, you know, it kind of, it was helpful that I was home and I didn't have to work because it was a lot of work to settle my dad's estate. And I had time to do that. And it stirred up a lot of emotion. But it was good in the sense that I got to get all that emotion up and get through all that fear, you know, almost all at once. It was like everything was big and scary. Nothing feels solid under my feet, but I know that the way forward is through it. So, yeah, I, I, I cried a lot. I did. Um, but like I said, I, I knew that there was a silver lining. I just had to get through all that grief and really get through it, not just um, ignore it, but get through. Get through it. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I think that making that shift from corporate to entrepreneur, that's not necessarily 100% intuitive. You know, there's a lot of things that we as an entrepreneurs have to think about or learn about or or do that you would never really know in a corporate job. So was there a big learning curve there for you just running the business? There, there is, there still is a learning curve, right? Uh, gratefully though, I, like I said, I always had writing clients in the past. Like I was doing my own writing and I had writing clients, especially when I lived in Arizona. Um, I had a lot of clients. So, and that's where I started. I went back to my old associates and clients and said, Hey, I'm doing this now. I'm available. So, um, you know, let me know. So, and, and I did find that a lot of people wanted to work with me and I have a lot of repeat customers. So that, that really is good. Yeah. That's always good. We like that as entrepreneurs always. So there's something else I'm curious about, and that is um, this drive that you talk about and importance that you place on helping people tell their stories. Why, why do you think that's so important? A lot of the people that I work with um, are really teachers and coaches and um, other types of entrepreneurs, and they really have wisdom and experience that can help people. I mean, I call a lot of them light workers, right? They're just out there to do good and to help people transform and to get people through crises like the one that I just went through. I mean, that's what they do. And that's um, really important to me to help people share their stories with the intention that it helps others get to their highest good and get to their potential so that you know, when I'm serving my clients, they're able to serve their clients better. And those ripples just go out and continue and continue. And we help more people get to their highest good. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, Corrine. And when you're, when you're talking about writing with people, just to clarify, you're, you're generally creating a book with them, co-creating a book. Yes. Um, generally, that's, that's what we're doing, right? So, and I do that with if they want to write the book themselves, I'll coach them through it. If they want me to write it, we'll do a series of interviews so that it's, again, I call it your story in your words. Because I interviewed you, they're your words, right? Right. No, that's, that's awesome. And have you seen, just, just by virtue of having a book, are there certain benefits that some of your clients are seeing in, in their own careers? Yeah, so they really are now subject matter experts and they can go, you know, a lot of them already have followings and audiences, so they have a product now to give to their audience. And some of them, you know, can get speaking engagements or change careers. I mean, these are the reasons that people want to write books, right, to become an expert, to become an authority, um, and to have more of an audience also. But um, Yeah, so I've heard it can open a lot of doors. Yeah, definitely. It definitely just by being an expert opens a lot of doors. Yeah. In fact, I have a client, I have a video company and one of my clients self-published a book and then someone he knew, he didn't even ask the person to do it, but someone he knew gave this book to um, a person in a different city that ended up being his biggest client. And when I say his biggest client, it, it's like a Fortune 10 company. 
That's yeah, nice. significant, <laughs> significant revenue. And it was all because of the book. Yeah, it's great. I mean, that's what happens. It really opens doors. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, books changed people's lives, too. So that's also a part of it. Yeah. And just being able to call yourself an author is empowering, I think. Yeah. that I mean, that puts you in the expert category kind of automatically. People see that and they're like, oh, she's an expert or he's an expert. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's wonderful. And just um, getting back a little bit to your process. So you said that you either write the book for people or um, help coach them through it. So can you just give us a brief snapshot into what the process would look like for either one of those options? Sure. So I'll talk about people who want to write because I have a lot of those. So what we first start with an outline. And so I will give the client a detailed questionnaire um, about what they want to write and why they want to write it, what their goals are, who their audience is, what they're hoping to solve for their audience, um, what points they want to make chapter by chapter. So they need to get that all down on paper before we meet and then from that outline or from that questionnaire, we create a detailed outline for them. So they know what questions they're going to answer in every chapter and, you know, what stories they have to tell that illustrate those chapters. And I always tell them that their own personal stories of how they overcame their challenges are the most powerful piece of the book. So those really have to be in there and be polished. Um, and then we'll, we'll um, do, once they start writing, they'll send me their chapters. I'll edit them and then we'll get on a, a conference call and go through the edits and just make sure that we're on the same page. But um, yeah, that's, and then I'll do revisions and then I just deliver a complete manuscript in, in Word, in a Word doc. So they get, quite a bit of time. they get quite a bit of time with me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. And then is it the same process if you actually do the writing for them? Uh, the only difference is when we create the outline, um, I will be coming up with questions to prompt them to tell their stories and make the points that they need to make. And then um, there will be another five to ten hours of me interviewing them. So, and then having all those, all those transcriptions are what end up being the basis of, of their book if someone's not writing it and I am. Right, right. That makes sense. And then, so how long does a typical book end up being for most of your clients? Um, let's say between 30 and 50,000 words. Uh-huh. And that's, yeah. how, for, the, for those of us that aren't writers, what is oh, that? Oh, how many pages? To? Um, so 30,000 words is 60 pages. So yeah, and that's a, you know, you talked about self-publishing earlier and that's the beauty of amazon.com, right? You can put any size book up there. It could be 10 pages. It could be a thousand pages, right? It's whatever you want it to be for everything that we just went through for a 30,000 word book. It's $5,000. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. That sounds very reasonable for like knowing how much work is involved. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's a lot of time with me. So. Yeah. And it means that the book gets done because I can't tell you how many people say that they want to write a book or they are writing a book and it's never done. Right. Yeah. The perpetual book. 
Um, and I have an offer right now that is um, to get someone to write their outline. It's two hours with me. So it's um, the questionnaire that I talked about and then a 90-minute strategy session to create the outline and then a 30-minute follow-up. So it's two hours of my time for $99 right now, which is a big bargain. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Thanks. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm going to do that for 10 clients and then I'm going to raise the price back up. Right. Now that, that makes perfect sense, but that sounds like a great deal. If somebody that's listening can get in there. Um, it's, it's wonderful. I think I, myself, I enjoy writing too, but it can often be such a solitary endeavor. You know, it's valuable to get you know, even to pay somebody like you for another set of eyes or another perspective, I think would be very valuable. Yeah. And that's, that's a good point. Like it's, it has been for me in the past, particularly when I'm writing my own books, it has been very solitary, but now, you know, that's another aspect of this that I like. I really like having that camaraderie and my clients are very interesting. They all do interesting, varied work and I get to learn all that stuff. So that's very cool for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you doing any outside research with the books or are you just strictly relying on what your clients tell you? Yeah, it's, it's really been their experience. I have someone who's a life coach who may ask me to do some research, but um, we're, still, we're still working on the outline, so um, that hasn't come up yet. So it's been strictly um, their experience. And again, like I said, their stories are always the most powerful thing. Mm, no, absolutely. So I would like to shift gears just a little bit and ask you about one of my favorite topics, which is grit. And it's, you know, in fact, in the name of this podcast, I am always curious. And you, you, I think you already sort of shared some of your grit story um, and grit being that, you know, sheer determination and that, that continuing to move forward when things are getting tough. And I'm always just curious to ask people if they have a story to share around grit or if they have um, maybe some strategies to um, that they call upon when things are not easy because we all go through those cycles. We go through the mm -hmm. flow and then we go through the other stuff where it's not so flowy. <laughs> yeah, so for me... Um Definitely, you have to allow yourself, in my case, it was to grieve. So, you know, let yourself cry, let yourself scream, and also be very gentle with yourself. And it was good that I had time off from work to deal, like I said, with my father's passing and, and the estate, uh, but also to be gentle with myself and compassionate with myself and, you know, talk to other people who had been through that and also know for your own self, what makes you feel good? Like for me, you know, I love to be at the beach. I love to dance. Um, those things that are comforting to you, you know, do those things. If you want to pamper yourself a little bit, go get a massage, but really just take care of yourself and know that it's okay. You know, give yourself permission to take a little time to get through it and then know that you're going to step up and do what you need to do. And also, know that there's a gift in it somewhere in the middle of all that it sure doesn't feel that way but there is a gift so you just know that you have to get through it and, and you're going to figure out what that is on the way and you will get clarity even though you know it doesn't it feels very uncertain 
And so it's like step into the wisdom of uncertainty and a path will, will form for you. That's a beautiful statement. I love that. And I loved what you said about, I don't remember your exact words, but about it being almost a blessing that you had the time off when your dad passed and you could take the time to grieve and take the time to take care of the estate. It's, it makes me think that maybe there is some kind of divine timing. Oh, totally. For me, there are no coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. And so that's another thing I just tell myself, all right, I don't know what the reason is. Universe, God, whatever label you choose to give it knows. And I'm just going to go with the flow and not resist. And it will become clear to me. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all we can really do at the end of the day, but it's good to have that perspective. I think, you know, when you're going through it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What have you, I'm sure you've thought about this. What have you come to conclude is uh, really the definition of success and or happiness and are they the same thing? Mm. Yeah, I I think they kind of are. It's like for me, I really treasure the freedom to come and go as I please and to do something that I love um, and to work with people that I love. So a lot of my clients, you know, I've had past dealing dealings with and they've become friends. So it's not uncommon, you know, for us to go out and, and do a meeting over dinner. So, but really the freedom to come and go as I please is big for me. That to me is power and success. Um, and just being able to do what I want when I want and, you know, if it's 80 degrees in Boston today, which for some miracle it is, you know, I can go to the beach if I want instead of, you know, having to be somewhere or in a meeting or whatever. Just having your own schedule is great. And that's not something you had in the corporate job. Oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Isn't that interesting how things do really do work out? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been amazing. Yeah. Is there anything, so like if you could look back on your younger self, what would you tell her? Yeah, don't wait so long. Do it now. Do it now. <laughs> yeah. Did you always want to be a writer? Yeah, I did. And I have written since I was eight years old. And, and I had a limiting belief that, you know, I could only make money when I worked for a corporation because I had done it for so long. And I knew it was a limiting belief. And I was like, okay, this has to go. It has to go. Oh, that's interesting. And so it was when the universe kind of kicked you out that you found that path, which is aligned with what you just said is the definition for you of success. Right. It was like the universe said, okay, figure it out. Here you go. Yeah, that's very interesting. So have you always been a spiritual person or did, was there a moment where you discovered these types of, or this line of thinking, these types of philosophies? Well, it's funny. Me as a writer, the writing of my first book was my spiritual awakening. I um, I was working my corporate job and getting up at 5 a.m. to write for two hours every morning before work. And I had written, I don't know, 75 pages. And I became so blocked that I could not sit in front of the PC anymore. And so I got it in my head that I could hypnotize myself and write this book. So... I went online to someplace, I did yoga, and you talk about synchronicities, the very next day they had a four-week course on self-hypnosis starting, 
So Really? Exactly right. So I was like, can I still get in? And they were like, oh, yeah, we'd love to have you. So I went through those four weeks, and I wrote the second half of my book so quickly that my friend who was editing it for me said, Train, what are you doing? Where is this coming from? And I said, I'm putting my hands on the keyboard and asking what happens next. And I would hear it and write it down. And so um, that was the beginning of my spiritual awakening. And then, you know, I started to learn meditation and my hands were getting hot. So I learned Reiki. um, And that really, I really never looked back from there. From that point on, I was really a seeker and I made it a priority of mine to do whatever I felt I was being guided to do and being asked to do. Very interesting. And so now with your writing, you're pulling your tribe around you. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the best pieces of it for me, having that community. Yeah. Yeah. Are there other ways that you're um, connecting with people or growing the community or is, is it, is it really just like a one-on-one thing with your clients? So far, it has been one-on-one, but I would like to extend that and have um, a like-minded group of people. That would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's always uh, a powerful thing if you can figure out how to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so cool these days with all the opportunities we have, both in person and online, you know, to create kind of anything you can imagine. It's right. sometimes I get overwhelmed by just the, the possibilities of, right. well, it could there's be this so or this. Yeah, there's a lot out there. So, and again, you know, it's that big learning curve. I'm still learning what I like and what works for me and for my clients. So, but there's so much to know. It's, it's, you know, and, and that's great because that's another thing about me. I'm a learner. I'm continually learning. So it's a good thing. Yeah, totally. What's, um, what's on the horizon for you? What's next? in this new career entrepreneurism venture that you're creating? Um, just like to continue on with new clients. And I, um, I really, for myself, I'm not clear on what my next book is because that's part of my path as well to help others create and to create for myself. And, you know, usually I find that I'm working out something for myself or about myself when I'm writing. So that question has been in my mind lately. What is it that I would like to untangle and understand about myself right now? Mm, that's a powerful question. Hmm. Do you have a time of day that you set aside to write for yourself or your own work? or Are you one of those yeah, people? It, yeah, I mean, I definitely believe in the importance of a schedule and the same time of day because your body just is ready to sit down and write at that time of day. Um, and it's always different, like, I lived in Arizona for six years. So one book I wrote in the middle of the afternoon in the Arizona sun, like from three to five in the afternoon. And uh, when I got back to Boston, I would write, you know, from seven to nine o'clock at night, or like I said earlier in the morning, but it's just, it's whatever moves me. And even sometimes I'm writing longhand in a notebook. Sometimes I'm typing directly into the PC. I just have a feel for, what is needed for that book. And I do generally like to write longhand, you know, just because it's old school and that's how I learned. Right. But there's also something about that manual process of having your hand on the paper. And for me, it's that energy flow from my heart, down my arm, out my hand and onto the page. Hmm. That's very interesting. 
I never write like that. I have terrible handwriting. <laughs> That'd be torture for me. So. Yeah, I mean, sometimes sometimes it is faster just to type it in, but I find that I don't, and I don't edit it. It's like I just type it in, and I don't look at it till the next day. And so I will read what I wrote the previous day and then continue because for some reason I found if I read it right after I wrote it, I'd be like, oh, this is trash. This needs to go. But the distance of just one day, I would read it the next day and go, oh, okay, that's not half bad. What's next? Mm, that's, a, that's an interesting process. It's also interesting that you change the time of day depending on what you're working on. Because so many people, they just only write in the morning or only write a certain time of day. So I, I appreciate that you said, you know, some of the work was done in the sun of Arizona and sometimes it's in the evening and in different times it is interesting. Yeah, it's always go as guided. And, you know, a schedule may not look like a schedule. Like people can write on the weekend only if that's what they have available. That's still a schedule. I mean, novels and books have been written in as little as 10 minutes, 10 minute snippets here and there. So just because your schedule doesn't look like a traditional schedule doesn't mean it's not a schedule. So even if somebody's writing the book themselves, just working with you and I guess sometimes as a writer, if you, if we don't have much time to sit down and write, it can get a little, you can get a little discouraged. So having someone like you to work with, you've got an accountability person, you've got to get stuff done, I would think. Right. And yeah, my clients will tell you that I do crash the whip a little bit. Uh-huh. Well, that's fantastic. Yep. No, I can, I can very much see the value in that. It's awesome. So um, it, it's been really great talking to you. I feel inspired to go right, right now. Oh, um, is there excellent. anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Um, just to really encourage people, if they are feeling an inner yearning to write, there's a reason for it. So just get it down on paper or even talk into a recorder, whatever works for you. Get it out there. Get it down. You know, at the very least, you're going to learn something about you. And, you know, if you want to share it and help others, you know, that's great. That's what it's all about. So. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. And, Corrine, what is the best way for people to reach you? Um, they can check out my website at com, and they can reach me through there or send me an email at com. Oh, fantastic. And I'll post those links on my website as well, so they're easy to find. And I just want to thank you for being with us today. It was really nice talking to you. Excellent. Thank you. I had a great time. Great, great. Well, you have a great day, and thanks to everybody for listening to today's show. My guest was Kareen Kazaza, and we will post, as I said, links to her website and social media pages and contact info on our website, readysecret.com. Thank you again for joining us and check in again next Friday when we release another episode with tips on turning your daydream into a fabulous day job. Thanks, Corrine. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our eBooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit, inspired actions, real results.